Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot, No Questions Asked, Master of the Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 227 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is cardology. And my special guest is Laura Hale. Welcome, Laura. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Well, I think cardiology is something my audience is going to find very interesting. So let's just start out by defining what is cardiology. And I know it's not cardiology. So folks, if you are listening, this has nothing to do with heart disease. It's cardiology, not cardiology. Yeah, I always like to say cardiology is the astrology and numerology of the playing cards. So similar to tarot, it has four suits, just like the playing cards. Um, and so each suit represents like a time in our life. Uh, so like hearts are youth, and sometimes people like to say the hearts are emotions. And so those the four suits can co uh, coordinate to the tarot suits, but you have a card based on your birthday. So everybody with an April 2nd birthday will have the same card, and that card actually has a hand. So the astrology comes in here in the hand. You have a Mercury card in your hand, you have a Venus card in your hand, and a Jupiter card. And just like with astrology, the Venus the energy of Venus, or if you know astrology, the idea of Venus is the same in the cards. So this can tell you all about your personality. And it can also tell you about your relationships. So if your Mercury card, if you have a person in your life that is your Mercury card, you would have a Mercury energy, so easy communication with that person. And it's sort of like with the relationships, I see it as the container that your cards sit in, that, that your relationship sits in the cards. So it's like, you really can't change those energies, but you can learn to work with them and understand them better. So they're kind of like tarot birth cards, and this is yep. really a description of who you are and how you're showing up in the world. Mm -hmm. Right, and it, it adds that layer of your entire hand into it. So um, you just like with the tarot, you have your birth card, but then that card inherently has a hand. And that, like let's say a six of clubs, always has the same hand. So all six of clubs people will share that hand, so that makes it sort of like a more thorough kind of bigger package and then less complicated than astrology. Ah, okay. So we, we've already established this less complicated than astrology, but what are the differences between cardiology and tarot? That is a great question. So I would say that the suits, the four suits can line up, but honestly, I've seen different people have different opinions about which suit goes with which one. So we could talk about like, if I say the hearts are emotions, youth, um, maybe more like the water element, you would know better what tarot suit that is than I would. Got it. So they do have some differences, but also a little bit of similarities as well. Mm -hmm. So what is the history of cardiology? I mean, tarot I know has an established history, but we're, who came up with, with the playing cards in this, working with them in this way? This is a really good question. There are, there's a man who wrote a book in the 1800s, his name is Olney Richmond, and it outlines the mathematics behind the cards. And right now, we use two spreads. So the cards are laid out in a spread for our real life, we call it the mundane spread. And they're kind of all out of order. And then there's another spread they call the God spread or the spiritual spread where the, the cards are in order. So the hearts go first, and then the clubs, and then the diamonds, and then the spades. And that also kind of relates to your personality. You know, hearts are more youthful, spades are more of like the wisdom, kind of they've been around the block. But those two, the relationships 
of the cards on those two spreads, that's really what gives us all the information that we need about the cards. But this man laid this out in this book in the 1800s, and then other people have taken it, made it into computer programs so that you can look up your cards even for the day. Like if you, you could look up your cards for today and you could look up your cards for the entire year that you, so you have cards for every year of your life. Plus you have cards for every 52 day period of your life. That's kind of dictating um, the energy of what you're experiencing and the, the, op the opportunities and the challenges you might be having. So if you had now, for example, I know that I am the six of diamonds. If I had a period coming up, that was a six of diamonds period. Would that amplify some of my characteristics or what might that be telling me? Or is it divination about a certain aspect of my life? I would say it could be a little bit of both. There could be a person, another six of diamonds person in your life that's influencing you in some way. You could be um, actually just having the experience of the six of diamonds. So there's the personality of the six of diamonds and then there's the having the card in your, in your spread. So if you have the six of diamonds, that's very much a, balance and money. So you might be paying someone back, someone might be paying you back. It might be some kind of karmic thing too, because sixes are always karmic in a way. So you could be experiencing those, um, the actual essence of the six of diamonds card. And yeah, I could, I would say it could be that you're more focused on yourself during that time period than normally. Interesting. So, all right, for people who are listening, I'm a six of diamonds. So let's explain how we, how we figure this all out. I'm born on June 11th. And I know that that means this is the card that I'm assigned to. So for somebody who's born on, let's say, July 23rd, what would their card be? All right, let me check that real quick, because I do not have all of the dates memorized. So you said that, July Yeah, that's a lot of dates, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's so just say July 23rd, just July 23rd. Okay, so on, um, on my website, which I'm sure we'll get to, you can look, this, look up your birthday. And the July 23rd, birthday is the five of clubs and that is we call that card the Mercur mercurial conversationalist and for your card and it makes sense to me that you're teaching people how to use tarot intuitively as the six of diamonds we call you the sensitive advocate because the six of diamonds is one of the most clairvoyant cards in the deck so they're they really have a downright kind of psychic intuitive ability and then you give really good advice so that can be a really you're doing a really good job of using your gifts in this way. It sounds like I'm in the right career. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> so the person then for the July 23rd, uh, that's my daughter's birthday. So I like to use it as an example. What would be your advice if we're using cardiology and how I could maybe, you know, really interact with her in a way that's going to be helpful for both of us since we're very different, obviously very different uh, cards. Well, the six of the five of clubs, Okay, so this diamond women in general can be very kind of, um, they can speak and it sounds really harsh to other people. They can be real, so direct that other people feel that harshness. And the five of clubs, generally speaking, is a really sensitive person. So they are going to have a lot of feelings coming up and they're one, going to want to kind of hide a little bit. Um, some of kind of keep things secret almost. So I would say for you, it'd be softening your, the way you speak. So when you, when you think of something and you're giving this really direct advice, you might think of saying the advice in the form of a question to get your daughter to kind of think about it versus kind of going right in there with that like punchy energy and that, that energy, that kind of punch energy that the diamond women have 
can be really helpful at times, but it's really hard for probably a, a club female to deal with. That is actually so unbelievably accurate. I'm <laughs> okay. extremely straightforward. And, you know, it's really funny sometimes if I have an issue with somebody, you know, I'll come to them directly. And sometimes people assume they have an issue. I'm like, no, if I had an issue with you, I'm direct. You yeah, would know if not- I had an issue. Yeah. If I don't have an issue, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to bother. It's not my problem. But if yeah. I have an issue, if there's something that is bothering me, I am super straightforward. And that actually makes some people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, I know she's super, super, super hypersensitive. So growing up, we did have to find the rhythm of how can I be completely honest, which is important to me, but be mindful of her feelings. So this, wow, really makes so much sense. I love that. So my son is a seven of diamonds. Let's just play with another relationship. So I know that six of diamonds and seven of diamonds then have some sort of a connection because we're right next to each other. Exactly. So that would be on the past life or spiritual spread, we call it, which means you have a direct past life moon connection. So moon and Mercury, actually. So when two cards are right next to each other, um, on one side of your card, you have a moon card. And on the other side is Mercury. So since I just like to kind of mash them together. So the moon mercury kind of energy is easy communication and just, it's kind of one of the best for, it'd be the, it'd be great for, it's actually a sibling energy too. A lot of siblings have this type of connection. Um, I, I have sisters that are seven of clubs and I'm a six of clubs. So you should have a really easy close connection and really easy communication. That'd be the very, bottom foundation. That's very true. We communicate really well, and he can take it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can take it sense. if I come on, you know, with my usual candid self. So that that is so incredibly interesting. So I know that the cardiology can tell you a lot about like your year, your day, all of that. And how is that calculated? I mean, for some of us who don't know anything about this, how the heck did this dude come up with this? You know, I have read his book, and I'm not sure. So there is a man named Robert Lee Camp that has a book where you can look up your cards for the year, and he's got every single card and 99 years for every single card. And then it's a reference guide. So you can go and look those up. And I know, I don't know how the mathematics works out because I've tried to read the first book that was written in the 1800s, and I just can't follow it. But he figured that out and got it into a computer system. And there's probably some logic to it. I have no idea how the math works, but it is, it is really crazy how accurate it is when you look up kind of what you're dealing with within the cards. And then we have different times in our lives that are sort of like peak experiences where we're kind of rising to the top of our career. And we have other times where there are more difficult endings that we have to deal with. And it's all about kind of overcoming and letting go of attachments. So rising up to like a higher vantage point and a higher kind of way of seeing things to get through the difficult periods. Many, many years ago when I was on another podcast, we actually interviewed Robert Lee Camp. Oh, and okay, cool. He, yeah, he was a very interesting guy. And we were talking about the age 45. Oh. And I was 45 at that time. So this is a long time ago. It's over a decade. And he said that that year in your life is incredibly important because you can continue on as you are, or you can change the hand that you've been dealt. And that was a very big changing point in my life. So I know the system works because I remember that once, that's the only thing I remember actually from that podcast. That's that I'm like, amazing. Yeah. 
It was really interesting. I turned 45 on March 30th. So he says that 44 is like being back in the womb again and all of your cards completely start over. So the cards you had the year zero when you were first born are the same cards you have at the age of 45. So the whole thing, basically, whatever you had zero to 44 just repeats itself more or less. So you start your cards all over, which is what he's saying. You have a complete reset, which is kind of like that midlife crisis concept, right? Showing Mm -hmm. up in the cards. And I found, he said, you know, being 44 is like being back in the womb again. And I found it's been a really difficult year and I'm very excited. I've never been so excited for my birthday to come. (laughs) 44 was actually very difficult for me as well. But 45 was like magic entered my life. So it was a complete game changer. And again, that's the only thing I remember from that interview, but uh, I did find that to be true. And also, Again, another thing that really points out that this system does work. So let's say people want to know more. What are your favorite resources if somebody wants to learn more about this technique? Now, you mentioned Robert Lee Camp's book. I believe it's called Destiny Cards, and he has a second book called Love Cards. Mm -hmm. So I think that's two places to start. Where else could people learn? Well, I have on my website, you can look up your cards, and you can get a little summary for free. And then I have an entire course that gives you tons of information about your card. It gives you questions to consider, pro tips on how to navigate things. It gives you an introduction on how the relationship aspect works. And it goes really in-depth into that. And then it actually allows you to analyze your entire hand. So there's that. And then I also have um, individual reports for when you look up two birthdays. So like we were talking about your son and daughter, you would look up your two birthdays and get the two planetary energies for that. So like moon, Mars or Jupiter, Venus or karma, Pluto. And then you get, you can get a report based off of those energies about, again, what I like to do, what we've done, the people that I've worked with to build all of this up is not just give you the information, but give you ways to work with it. Mm -hmm. Because I find that that's, you it's, it's fine to kind of see the reflection and understand what it's all about. But then how do you manage having a moon, energy energetic connection with someone else how do you manage having a karmic energetic connection with someone else and so we have that kind of information in the reports and in the courses as well you mentioned something about hands what do hands have to do with this so the hand is so your card your six of diamonds card would have that mercury card in its hand so like it has a whole hand like Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, got it, got it. I all thought those, we were talking palmistry for a no, second. <laughs> all those, you know, we have all those phrases in our language. It's like, oh, it's just the hand I was dealt, I guess. Or how do you play your, you know, play your cards right? It's, it's, that's what this is. So it's, you actually have like a Jupiter card in your hand. So your card has, is a hand also. There's like up to 12 cards in your hand. And that affects, it's sort of like, I believe that the six of diamonds uh, Mars card maybe is the 10 of diamonds. So it, it indicates that your work has to do with being surrounded by a lot of people and kind of drawing lots of people into your orbit. So Mars is work and the 10 of diamonds is, is that kind of lots of people bring being drawn into your orbit. So it, it, it kind of locks in more nuanced energies about your card. And so we explore the hand, what is your Pluto card? And if, your Pluto card is your biggest challenge. So you get to dive into what that biggest challenge is for you. That is so incredibly fascinating. And I think this is another really great tool that people can use if they are looking to dive in, understand themselves, understand the people around them, and also the energy that's operating that year, that month, or 
you know, that day. So super, super fascinating. So Laura, where can people um, get to your, where's your site? Where can people uh, hook up and connect with you and maybe get a reading? Yeah. And I do do um, readings so I can read the cards for you from that, that blue book. I also use intuition though, just like you were mentioning with the book you wrote. Um, I, to me, I find that there's like the information from the cards, like the science and the mathematics behind it, but then there's the intuitive part that you, when you're doing a reading. So I also do those. So my website is laurattheintuitive.com. It's easy to remember because my last name is very hard to spell and say, as <laughs> Teresa knows. <laughs> yes, that's very easy. And I love that what you just said too about, you know, the intuitive part, because with tarot, it is a system too, just like cardiology. There are rules, there are this, there are suits, there are that, there are numbers, which all do give you information, but your intuition ultimately has to feel out how it all goes together. So I love that you said that about cardiology. So it's not just you rattling off some, you know, rote meanings, there's actually a little bit more to mm -hmm. it. And that's so interesting. Right? I think that it for both the tarot and the cardiology, it's, it's if I find that if I read the rote meaning, it's almost too much. Yeah, you know, I, I need to see kind of what's jumping out for that person at that moment. I love that. Well, Laura, I want to thank you for spending time with me today and sharing about this method that I, I, again, I think my audience is going to be very interested in this. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. All right, everybody. So if you're listening, you know what you're going to do. You're going to get on over to Laura's website, laurattheintuitive.com to learn more about cardiology and maybe even get a session with her or take her class and learn more about this system. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And of course, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, lots of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and so many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you are digging the podcast, you know what I want you to do. I want you to go on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that will help more tarot-curious people find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I'd like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day, and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.